0: Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so we've been talking about legendary faith, right? This thing is weird. Hey, what's up? Am I? I don't know. It sounds really weird to me. It sounds like I'm talking like this, but maybe it's these things. All right, so legendary faith. Faith. Okay, so I strongly, strongly believe wholeheartedly with everything inside of me that the stories that we have been reading about, we've been reading about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We talked about Noah last week. Thank you, Nick. These radical stories of legendary faith, I believe with all of my heart that it wasn't just meant to stay Contained in this book. It wasn't just meant for olden times, for old people, for way back when. Okay, I strongly believe that these stories can literally be lived out by people like you and me today, even greater. So I'm passionate about legendary faith. I think you guys are a radical, radical group of people. Like, you guys are crazy. You can't even, like, sit down for five minutes, as I can see throughout youth group. And that's okay. God can use your attention span. That is very short. God can use it to bring his name to the nations. So you guys are cool. And I want to talk about people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said literally said no to a king that was like, bow down to me. And they were like, No. I serve God. And they faced a furnace, furnace fire and walked into that with faith, believing they would not be burned and they were not burned. And then we got someone like Noah who literally spent his majority of his life building an ark, building a boat when it had never rained. And like Nick said last week, that would be like, that would be like me building a rocket ship. And you guys would think I would be pretty crazy, right? No, like, that's, crazy, crazy faith. It had never rained, and the guy's building a boat for, quit his job, quit everything, and is building a boat. Like, that's a little insane. So I just want to say that um, if you think life is ever boring, it's not boring. If you have nothing to do, I encourage you to ask God, what's my assignment? Because I believe that Noah did not wake up, and he was like, I'm so bored today, no, he knew his assignment from God was to build a boat, and he woke up and he did it wholeheartedly. Okay, Noah, probably wasn't bored? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were probably not thinking, "I'm so bored." When they were like, "Should we go in this fiery furnace? Should we bow down? Should we? Are we gonna die?" Like, they're bored. So if you guys are bored, like, ask God. God, what is my assignment? What do you want me to do? Okay, because following Jesus is not boring. So this week, I want to share with you a quick story of a girl named Esther. Say Esther. Esther. Have you heard of Esther? Sweet. And if you haven't, I will tell you the story. And if you're anything like me, I like visuals. And I'm going to play out the story here with my daughter's castle I asked Genevieve tonight, I said, Genevieve, can I bring your castle to youth group? No, you may not. Literally, she said that. We're teaching That was really polite. You may not. But she was adamant about it. But I just gave her some M&Ms, and she was fine. Um, So I'm going to explain the story of Esther to you using these people. And the story of Esther starts out with King, you're going to have to help, skis. Xerxes, okay, because I always, I've been saying his name so much today that I've been messing it up. I'm going to call him King Zerk because that just helps me. There's King Zerk and then there's Queen, uh, what's her name? Va- Vash, Vashti. Vashti. That's pretty elegant. Queen Vashti. Okay, so now the king. Zerk is having a grand old party. He's actually been partying for seven days straight. Okay, uh, if you've ever done, yeah, just um, so he's been drinking a lot. Okay, and if you could imagine someone drinking for seven days straight, people do crazy things when they've had a little too much. Okay, so just, just yeah. He's a little tipsy after seven days of partying, and he's partying with all of his people, and he's told, he requested that his queen come down and show off to all of his friends, okay? So come down, because she's beautiful, right? So come on down, queen, and show off to all of my friends. And she's like, her response is, uh, no, nah, I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. And that made King Zerk... Very upset, raging with anger, very mad. So what did he do? Because he was so mad, he was so drunk that the queen would say no to the king? Uh Uh-uh. He pushed her off the ledge and divorced her. Bummer. Bye, queen. Uh, He divorced her because he was really mad that she would not come down and disrespected him and said no to a king. And you don't say no to a king, all right? So now the king is like... I'm gonna have a beauty pageant, all right? I'm gonna have a beauty pageant to find a new queen. And this is where Esther comes in, Esther. And Esther is an orphan girl, okay? She does not have a mom, she does not have a dad. So she was raised by her cousin, Mordecai, all right? Esther, Mordecai. Esther and Mordecai were Jews. Okay, So King divorced his wife, wants a new queen, sets up this beauty pageant. And Esther gets brought to this beauty pageant. Oh, there she goes. She's so lovely. She's so beautiful. She's known for her amazing looks and her figure. And believe it or not, the King was like, she's the one. Right? She is the one. Okay, so he chose her and made her the king. Listen to this. Oh, shoot. She's walking down. Isn't this cute? Wait, can I do the next one? Oh, oh. Wait. Give it up for Esther. She's beautiful. Okay, so the king chose her. Sweet, sweet, it's beautiful. It's They live happily ever after. And then after that, Mordecai, who had raised Esther, every day, let's move these guys. What are you guys even doing? I don't know. Every day, Mordecai walks back and forth in front of the king's castle because he wants to check in on Esther and wants to make sure Esther's okay, How he wants to learn how she's doing and because he had raised her and cares about her, right? So every day, Mordecai walks in front of the gates of the beautiful palace, the castle. And one day, as he was walking past, he had overheard two guys over here, Mr. Pig and Chicken, He had overheard these guys talk about how they wanted to plot and kill King Zerk, okay? And as a result of that, Mordecai goes to Esther and was like, Esther, there's two guys that want to kill the king. Go tell him. All right, dude, sweet. Uh, Thanks for letting me know that. So Esther, Esther goes and does that. All right, she's going... She's going. King, king, my cousin Mordecai, he just told me that he was outside and he heard two guys say that they were going to kill you. Wow, thank you so much. Um, Servants, go kill them. And they were dead. Okay? So their life ended. Wow, that was quick. That was fast. Um, Sweet. Mordecai, like, saved the king, right? Mordecai totally. Like, saved him. That's awesome. So now the king loves that guy. Wouldn't you love that guy if he saved you? Like, sweet. That man's awesome. Okay, okay, okay. So after all of this happened, then came a man named Haman. Say Haman. Haman. And this is Haman. He is not a good little duck. All right? There's Haman and he's going to be the bad guy. Um, But Haman was promoted, and um, he was set above all else by the king, okay? And all the king's servants, the king promoted this man named Haman, okay? And all the king's servants bowed down to Haman, Bow down to me, okay? You see that? They all, lots of people, they bowed down. But Remember how I said Mordecai walks? He was in the front as well because he walks by every day. Guess what? Mordecai serves Jesus and was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that." Um, and kind of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that he was like, "No, I'm not bowing down." So guess what happens? Haman gets mad. He is so mad. It's crazy. It seems like back in the day, like people that got mad just killed people. So Haman was like. I'm going to kill Mordecai. I want to kill him. I want to kill his friends, his family, and all of the Jews, okay? Um, So he went to the king. Let's say she's in her, she's sleeping in her bedroom. And was like, yo, king, um, King Zerk, uh, I want to kill all of the Jews, okay? Because that guy down there, like, yeah, he made me mad. So I want to kill all of the Jews. Can I do that? And King Zerk Zirk, Zirk, was like, yeah, go for it. I mean, sounds fine to me. So Haman, they picked a date. They were like, November 7th, that'll be great. They picked a date, and that was the day that all the Jews were going to be killed. And then they partied, all right? Party, party, party. Here are all the people. Drinking, drinking, drinking. And in the city, they hung signs that said, Jews will be killed. November 7th, that's tomorrow. All right, we'll see if that says. So if you remember, though, oh, there is a sign, it's there. Remember, I said that Mordecai and Esther were Jews. All right, Esther is married to the king. The king said, yes, you can kill all the Jews. You see where I'm going here? Like, how's this gonna play out, right? When Mordecai found out He's walking along and sees this sign. Oh, I'm going to be killed tomorrow, November 7th. Ah! And Esther, like, we're Jews. The king didn't know that Esther was a Jew. Like, oh, we're, going to, we're going to die. Okay, so he went to Esther, 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 Esther. Yeah, what's up? What's up, cousin? What's up, my friend? Um, did you hear that Haman's going to have us killed? All right, Haman is going to kill me and our family, and our friends, you, all of the Jews. And this is what he said. I even have it on the screen, but um, in Esther, it says, he said, don't think for a moment that because you're in a palace, you will escape. Mordecai's like, uh, Esther, just because you in the palace, don't think that you ain't going to get killed too. You are a Jew, okay? Don't think you're going to escape. And later on, he began to say, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows? Esther, who knows? Right here, right here. Whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows, Esther? What if this is why you became queen? We're going to all die. What if? What if you won the the, the beauty pageant, excuse me, for this moment? Like, what if this is the reason you're the queen. And here's where faith comes in. It says in Esther 4.11 that if anyone were to go to the king inside the inner court without being called, there was one law. There was one law to be put to death. So Mordecai was like, hey, Esther, you should go to the king and tell him not to kill us and not to kill the Jews and not to kill our friends, and our family, like, he's going to kill you. Like, go to the king and tell him, but hold up. This is the law. If you are to approach the king without being called, one law is that you would be put to death. Um. Okay, so Esther's faced with a choice right here. Okay, okay. Um. What do I do? And this is what Esther does, and I'll just explain it to you. Esther commands Mordecai to go, go, go tell the Jews, go tell our friends, go tell our family to fast and pray for three days and three nights. And I will go, and I will fast and pray for three days and three nights. And then after that, I will go to the king. I will break the law, and I will go to the king. And her words were, if I perish, I perish. Okay, I will fast, and I will pray for three days and three nights, and if I go to the king and I die, I die. Okay, I just want to emphasize that if you knew that the law was do not go to the king, and if you do, you're going to die, what would you probably do? Eh, Guess I can't go to the king. Guess I'm going to die. Guess my family's going to die. Like, run! Get out of the city, pack up your bags, pack up the donkeys, hide your kids, hide your wife. I'm getting out of here, okay? I'm not going to the king. The rule is that I'm going to die, right? But guess what? Esther's response was, hey, go tell everyone to pray and fast, and I will pray and fast, and then I'll do it. I'll do it. And if I die, I'll die. If I perish, I perish, She was willing. It it, it would have costed her her life. She had a choice. Is she going to have legendary faith to go approach the king to have herself saved? Mordecai, her friends, her family, and a whole people group of Jews saved? She had a choice to make. Was she willing to lay down to sacrifice her life? Was she willing to have legendary faith and go approach the king even though she could die? And a fun fact I want to share with you here is... Just throw out some, how old do you think Esther is? five. Five. She could be. I'm thinking like 27, maybe 30. I mean, like people in the Bible, they're always old, maybe 45. But yeah, dude, you want it. She was, people, I was reading and people say that she was about 14 years old. How many of you in here are 14 Hey, that's you. Woo! Okay, that's ninth grade. You guys, that's ninth grade. That's literally insane that a ninth grader, that a 14 year old girl would have the guts, that would have the legendary faith to say, I'll go to the king, and if I die, I die. I don't know. Do we have that? I'll answer your question later, dude. Do we have that kind of attitude? First note I want to say is how often and how serious are we about praying and fasting when we come up to a decision? And I want to say for some of you in here, I want to encourage you, do not make decisions alone. Do not make hard decisions alone. Like Esther said, hey, Mordecai, go tell everyone to pray and fast for me. If you're going through a hard thing right now in this place tonight. If you're making a hard decision, if you're going through some struggles at home or at school or wherever in the workplace, don't do it alone. You're not cool and you're not strong and you're not mature by doing things alone, okay? Like Esther, go and ask people, hey, will you pray for me? Hey, will you walk alongside me? Hey, will you pray and fast? And you pray and fast. Prayer is what's going to change things, okay? So don't do hard things alone. And then, man, how often how often are we like, if I die, I'll die. Like, if I get made fun of, I'll get made fun of them. All right? If they're going to talk about me behind my back, I'm okay because I'm going to stand up for what Jesus says and has called on my life. If they're going to make fun of me for sitting the bench, like, I'm going to do it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a good sport about it. And I'm going to believe that God's going to use me here. Hmm. Do we have that attitude? If I perish, I perish. So there she goes. After the third day of not eating and praying, she stands in the inner court and risks her life. All right? All right. So here goes Esther, she's going to approach, this is three days after praying and fasting, and she's going to go approach the king right now, and you know the rule, if you approach the king, you're going to die, okay? So here she goes, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, Might I might die, okay? And this is what King Zerk says, she goes, uh, knock, 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 this could be the moment, this could be it, this could be it. And king, the king says, what is it, Queen Esther? What is your wish? What is your request? It shall be granted to you. Boom! Like she totally wins favor in his sight, and God spares her. The the law is for that she to be killed, and God spares her life. And she begins to request to the king, hey, king, will you spare my life? Will you spare me? Do not kill me. Will you not kill me and Mordecai and the Jews? okay? It says on the signs outside that all the Jews are going to be killed on November 7th. Will you just take those down? Please, please. And King, the king said, who would do such a thing? Who would be so cruel to want to just slaughter all of you? I don't know if he was like drunk and forgot or what, but Esther's like, uh, this guy. This guy did. Okay, how awkward would it be if you were in a room with the king and you just got ratted out as you're like eating your peanut butter and jelly and she's like, that guy, that guy wants to kill me. So the king is fed up like, what? He jumped to his feet in rage and it says in God's word that he went out into the palace garden. So he's in the garden, okay? And then... Uh, later, later on, you can read the story. There's so much to the story, but Haman gets killed in a really crazy way. Okay. You guys should go read the Bible because it's way better than those Netflix shows. Like the way he dies, go read it. It's, yeah, it's gnarly. It's really gnarly. So anyway, Haman dies. They celebrate. Woo! Like Haman died. The Jews are fine. We're celebrating. And life is all good. Our enemies were defeated. Um, all because of Esther's act of faith. And you guys, that is that is the story. That she was literally having to decide between her life and theirs. When she had no rights, she had no authority to step in to the king's palace. She had no rights, no authority. And guess what, she did it anyway. She did it anyway. And here's the question that I wanna ask. What if you were created for such a time as this? What if you were created for such a time as this? And I'm actually telling you that every one of you were created for a time as this. In your schools, in your family, in your workplace, on your sports team, in your after-school clubs, you were created for a purpose and a reason. And that purpose is not just for yourself. Esther trusted and acted in faith to go to the king even though she could be killed. She was willing to lay down her life. You guys, crazy things today, Michael's been saying, crazy things today are legendary things tomorrow. Are you willing to perish? If I perish, I perish. She was 14 and said, if I die, I will die. If I get made fun of, I'm going to say that again. If I get made fun of, I get made fun of. If people talk bad about me, they talk bad about me. If I lose some friends, I lose some friends. If my family thinks I'm making the wrong choice, then so be it. Will you do whatever it takes for Jesus? Will you do whatever it takes for Jesus? And as you step out in faith, you guys, as you speak up, countless of other people are impacted. You guys, if Esther would not have gone to the king, Jews, a whole people group, Jews would be killed, would be slaughtered if she were to keep her mouth shut. And likewise, with Speed the Light, as we give money, thousands of people are coming to know the Lord, are being saved, are getting water, are coming to know Jesus. If Esther would not have approached the king, there would have been a lot of people that died. And I want um, Laura Matson to come up here and share with you guys how she likewise acted out in faith in obedience for what God told her to do and approach someone very similar to how Esther approached the king.
1: So talking about Speed the Light, we all, most of us have our goals. We have a, maybe a number in mind that we're going to raise, give, whatever. I have my own personal um, amount that is going to come out of my own finances. And on top of that, the last couple of weeks I've been thinking, you know, what can I give on top of that? What can I do extra? And I broke my phone at M Y C, So I was like, well, don't need that anymore. I can sell that, make a 50 bucks. Um, I've got an old computer that I don't use. I can sell that, make 50 bucks. And um, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, um, I started hearing God speaking to me to go talk to my boss. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. He's not going to give me money. He's not going to care. And on Friday um, at work, it was really slow at work. He was just chilling in his office. And I was like, okay, this is the moment. I'm going to go talk to him. I walked in his office. I was like, hey, you busy? He said, no. I said, perfect. I've got a great opportunity for you, Dr. Jeff. And I told him about Speed the Light. And before I even finished telling him what I was telling him, he's like, yeah, we're on board. I'll give you money. And I was like, oh, really? Okay, cool. And um, he gave me a check today. And it was, quite honestly, way less than what I expected. But it doesn't matter because it's not about the money. It's not about my boss giving me a fat check. It's not about us raising $45,000. It's about us saying yes to what God is calling us to do and stepping out in faith. And um, it wouldn't have mattered if he had said no to giving me money. It wouldn't have mattered because it's not, like I said, it's not about the money. It's about me saying yes to when God calls. And it would have still been successful because I still shared the gospel with somebody. I still shared what God is doing in my life and in the world around us. Um, So even if he hadn't have given me money, it wouldn't have mattered because it's not about the money. And I love
0: that. I love that so much because... It really, Laura may not have gotten killed. She did not get killed for going to her boss. But how many of you know that that would be scary? And that takes legendary faith to hear from God. Go talk to your boss. Go to the king. And trust me. And trust me with what I want to do. And because Laura said yes to that call and went to her boss and the is because of God, there was a $150 check. And guess how many people are going to hear the name of Jesus Christ because of Laura's obedience? There's people on the other side. Okay, It's not just about you. So what if you were created for such a time as this? What if you're in the family you have for such a time as this? What if you're in the class that you're in because of the people around you for such a time as this? Maybe instead of always complaining about your family and how you don't want to be in school anymore and, oh, you just hate your job, maybe it's not about that. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about the people around you. Maybe you were created for such a time as this, and you were created for such a time as this. So instead of complaining and seeing the negative, I just want to encourage you to start declaring and learning and living out what Jesus has called you to do. Ask him tonight. Ask him tonight before you go to bed, what is my assignment? What are you asking of me? Legendary faith. How do you want me to step out? Because there is an enemy, there is a Haman in all of our lives that is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy you. And you all know who that is, and it's Satan, who wants you to stay quiet. He wants your life to be all about you. He wants you to sit back on your couch. He wants you to be lazy. He doesn't want you to do anything for Jesus. He doesn't want you to step out. He doesn't want you to open your mouth. He wants you to just wake up, get what you got to get done, done, go back home, repeat. He wants you to be busy. He wants you to just, yeah. And that's Haman in your life, and that's Satan in your life. What's God asking of you to do? And there's many things. I have a list. I don't know. Maybe he's asking you to ask a friend for forgiveness. Maybe he's asking you to start a Bible study, but you're scared out of your pants to do that. But maybe he's asking you to do it. Maybe he's asking you to stand up in the group of students. This was totally me, who gather before class starts and then exchange answers and cheat. Like Like I totally. Like maybe he's asking you to be the person that says, no, I'm not going to participate in that. Maybe he wants you to share with your parents about Speed the Light and say, Hey, mom and dad, I'm passionate about this. Can I wash more dishes? Can I do the laundry? Can I put the clothes away? Rather than doing nothing, maybe you can fold some laundry and tell your parents about Speed the Light. Maybe you're in here and he wants you to ask for help, but you're embarrassed. You feel broken and ashamed of where you are at and where you've come and you're hiding and he wants you to step out and say, hey, I need help. I don't know what it is. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but all I'm saying is you were made for a moment like this, just like Esther, a 14-year-old girl who was willing to say, if I die, I die, because I love Jesus, and it's all on the line for Jesus, and God did an amazing thing through her, and God wants to do an amazing thing through you. He doesn't want it just to stay in the Bible. It's not just for old times. And it's not just for your parents and Sunday morning old church people. Okay? You are the church, and it's for you. Okay? So I encourage you, just seek the Lord and ask God, what is my assignment? How do you want me to live out legendary faith? Because crazy things today are going to be legendary tomorrow.